The WBEN All Local. All Local. Produced by Randy Bushover. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mazrowski outside. Mostly cloudy, 45 degrees in Buffalo. We were just talking about those thunderstorms that. Wow, blew they came out of nowhere, right? Last night, I absolutely out of nowhere. I was a little nervous. I made sure to clear out everything that we had outside. Well, actually. Now that I think about almost everything that I had outside <laughs> before they rolled through yeah. because I saw some clouds. I did not expect the boom. Me boom. either. I mean, and the, the wind rain. that came with it. Absolutely. Wow. Everything was blowing that rain right on uh, all the windows. It was a pretty loud thunderstorm that we had. Uh, severe and short for the yeah, most part. Yeah, it really was. Um, but it's made, a, now. made an impact. Uh, any rain today will be light. We'll hear more from Josh coming up later on. Families of victims of Flight 3407 that crashed in Clarence 14 years ago will join Congressman Brian Higgins and Nick Langworthy later this morning to push back on attempts to roll back pilot training standards. Regional airline SkyWest recently filed an appeal to allow its pilots to bypass the 1,500-hour flight training rule. Flight 3407 family strongly opposed the move. They say it undermines the standard they fought so hard to see enacted by the FAA. Current FAA requirements expire in September. Congress is holding reauthorization hearings this week. In Buffalo, local lawmakers looking to stop certain events at bars downtown that allow people under 21 to take part. WBEN's Brayton Wilson is here with more. It was just two months ago when three people were shot inside Club Marcella during a co-mingling event with a 21-year-old shooting victim being killed. The alleged shooter in the homicide was arrested this past Friday in South Buffalo. While Erie County DA John Flynn was critical of the security measures taken by the staff at Club Marcella leading up to the fatal shooting, he added these co-mingling events at some businesses in the city are straight up bad news. I'm not a fan of co-mingling here. I didn't know it was called co-mingling. I knew about the practice, so my daughter used to be a manager on Chippewa for establishment, so I, I knew about that practice, and I think it's a bad idea. People 21 and above should be in bars, and if you're below 21, you shouldn't be. In recent weeks, there have been a number of additional violent incidents among youth in Buffalo during some other commingling events, though not to the extent of what took place at Club Marcella. With the news of these recent fights and other problems taking place during commingling nights, especially in and around Chippewa Street, Erie County Legislator Howard Johnson brought a resolution to the legislature floor on Thursday asking the Buffalo Common Council to deny applications for commingling events. It was approved and sent over to the Common Council following Thursday's session. We asked them to take a pause, um, and then we even took it a step further just to ask them to facilitate a conversation with Buffalo Place, the Common Council, the Chippewa Alliance. The reason we asked for this is I sit on the Buffalo board place and there's you know just been some troubles that occurred downtown that was troubling to the board particularly what happened at club marcella's and what happened at the library two of the latest incidents with youth being downtown johnson adds if these applications for commingling events were to be passed residents downtown and others with the buffalo place board will want to know how everything will work with these businesses and what plans are in place to keep things in check with those under the age of 21 brayton wilson wben.com news all right brayton thank you something will be following up on here on WBEN. Meanwhile, in the Buffalo Common Council, one race getting a bit more heated. Murray Holman of the Stop the Violence Foundation announced over the weekend that he's running for the Maston District Council seat. That seat currently held by Ulysses Wingo, who is not seeking re-election. Zanetta Everhart, India Walton, both announcing their intentions to run for that same seat earlier this year.
There's word that a pro-Russian blogger may have played a key role in the spreading of classified documents allegedly leaked by a young Air National Guardsman in Massachusetts. According to the Wall Street Journal, on April 5th, a social media account with a name translating to the Donbass girl posted four of the allegedly leaked classified documents to its 65,000 followers. The Wall Street Journal says that social media account is overseen by a former U.S. Navy officer in Washington state, whose actions reportedly prompted several large Russian social media accounts to pick up on the documents. ABC News has not confirmed the journal's reporting. That's Rian and Alley reporting. Okay, uh, much more on that as well. We'll have plenty of live interviews coming up later on this morning as we go live to Washington for the latest reaction. Meanwhile, at the Supreme Court this week, a stalker who spent four years behind bars for harassing a Colorado country singer wants the court to hear him out, saying his First Amendment right was violated. Some think tanks in the ACLU siding with Billy Counterman, now 61 years old, was convicted of terrorizing the young performer. The justices set to clarify when a threat becomes a crime. We have a lot of heated speech online. The First Amendment does not allow the government to make that a crime. Jay Schweikert is an attorney at the Cato Institute, one of several groups, including the ACLU, that say punishing countermen was wrong. No one's here defending the messages that he was sending as model behavior. The First Amendment protects most speech, but not libel, obscenity, or what the Supreme Court has called true threats. Those can result in prosecution. That's Devin Dwyer at the Supreme Court. That case set to be heard this week. The countdown is on to this morning's launch of the tallest rocket ever built. Elon Musk tempering expectations as his company, SpaceX, prepares to launch Starship, its most ambitious rocket yet, into space. If we we get far enough away from the launch pad before something goes wrong, then I, I, I think I would consider that to be a success. Starship is the largest and most powerful rocket ever built. In a Twitter discussion Sunday, Musk noted the challenges that go along with putting the nearly 400-foot-tall vehicle into space. Got uh, 33 engines on the booster, got six engines on the upper stage of the ship. Uh, It's a lot of engines. (laughs) The launch window opens at 9 this morning. We'll be talking to Jim Ryan in Texas about this coming up an hour from now. Pretty interesting. And I, I Very, just I love yeah. the uh, temper expectations. We're just trying things out. Pretty big rocket. <laughs> we'll see if it works. And uh, that's the way that uh, they're going about it, or at least it seems. Well, how about this? Uh, after 35 years, nearly 14,000 performances, Broadway's longest-running show has taken its final bow. Now, if I was to say Broadway's longest-running show, you already know the answer, Joe. If I, Broadway's longest-running show. What pops into your head? Just like what what could be possibly like the play or musical on Broadway? It's been there forever. I I know the answer. Oh, <laughs> come on. How? They've been advertising during every Mets game. Oh, well, all right. It's Phantom of the Opera. I, th- I thought people would have said like Cats. I, I, that would be Stomp, my number two. Rent. Cats. Yeah. Phantom of the Opera, though. Uh, bidding farewell. Uh, performance number 13,981. Last curtain call bringing out... Not just the cast, uh, but the uh, crew and everyone involved in the original one, right? The original uh, Christine and Andrew Lloyd Webber himself, too. Longtime fans, sad to see it go. It's just kind of the perfect combination of music, scenery, story. It just speaks so much to kind of 
anybody who wants to be loved, I just, I, I don't have words for how wonderful this show is and how sad it makes me that it's closing. Longest running stage musical in Broadway history. I don't know. Something tells me it won't be away for long. Don't these, you know, tend to come back? I feel back? like it'll come back. They'll take um, a break. You know. And right. if you miss it that much, coming to a high school near you. <laughs> right. I probably. Like this, yeah. uh, there are going to be a million places doing <laughs> Phantom of the Opera. Never seen it. I don't know what it's about. I only know the promos that I feel like used to run TV in like the late 90s. If you were watching, you know, Judge Judy or something like that, like it was just all over right. TV, Phantom of the Opera. I don't know why. Was it at Shays in yes. an unlimited run? For it did run at Shays. I saw it there. I remember it was just a times. big deal. Like the buses had the big Phantom of the Opera yeah, on the side right. of it. I mean, that's it's been a long time. Um, so, anyways, the famous chandelier in Phantom. You know about that? Comes crashing down. Oh yes, yes, I know that. Okay. He wears a mask. Yeah. Um, and that's about it. It's just it's a it's a love story. It's really it's, crashing it's, chandelier guy yeah. in a mask. Your typical yeah. love story. Yeah. The exclusive WBN seven weather forecast for the day today calls for some breaks of sun this morning. Otherwise, it's mostly cloudy with a couple of scattered showers developing. A much cooler breeze will blow out of the southwest. The high temperature into the low 50s. Tonight brings a cloudy sky, a gusty breeze, and a few showers. The overnight low temperature into the upper 30s. Tomorrow for your Tuesday, much cooler with plenty of clouds and some scattered showers. The high temperature back into the low 40s. Wednesday, though, brings sunshine, the high near 50. With your exclusive WBN 7 weather forecast, I'm meteorologist Josh Nichols. It's tax time. Jill Schlesinger is with us this morning from JillOnMoney.com. Her show is heard every weekend here on WBEN. But it's a little complicated here, Jill, because of our blizzard. And mm. while New York state taxes are due tomorrow, the federal return is due May 15th. This is so amazing to me because these natural disasters are becoming much more frequent. And so it used to be like there was maybe one every few years. The IRS has announced a series of extensions because of extreme weather events. So um, you're right that parts of New York that were hit with severe snowstorms, that would be you guys, have until May 15th to file. But listen, if you've got some uh, some relatives out in California, maybe someone in Mississippi or Arkansas, a lot of these places have until the summer, July, parts of California, Alabama, Georgia, until October. So if you think you're at all impacted or anyone you know is, you go to irs.gov, just search for tax relief in disaster situations. And, uh, you know, listen, if you've waited this long, maybe it's just time for you to file for an extension anyway. All right. Well, yeah, that, that could be it. I, what's um, everyone wants to know? All right. You, you, you're uh, telling people your tips, jillonmoney.com. You can see some last-minute tax tips. And then I, I got to number two, check, double-check, triple-check, um, before I was like, eh, do I need to do that, Jill? What's my chances of being audited, really? Oh, I'm not, I don't care about an audit. It has nothing to do with an audit, <laughs> by the way, because your chance of being audited is low, but the chance of you making a mistake and then not getting the refund you think you're owed. You know all those people who were like, oh, my God, I didn't get my refund during the pandemic? Well, the ones that have been left are the ones that actually had errors. So guess what? All those people who claimed like, oh, the IRS owes me money in many instances made mistakes. So if you don't want to be labeled a whiner, which I might have done just now with Brian because he sounded a little bit like, well, oh, by the time I got to number two, it didn't seem like that important. 
Like, didn't you sound hear that, Susan? I heard that. Uh, are you still hungover from your dingus day? I don't know what's happening with you. But uh, let me just be clear. You have to d- check everything on that return. The numbers have to match up. The numbers from your 1099 that the other side has filed have to match what you are filing. So just be careful. I think he's got it now. You um, think you shamed him? I don't. I don't do. I. I. Jill. I don't understand people who do their own taxes. I don't. <laughs> why would I do that? All these. I send it to somebody who knows what they're doing. Okay, but you know what? A lot of people have very easy returns. So I. I. Yes, it's great to have somebody do it for you. But to be clear. If you have all of the, if you're, let's just pretend you work for a radio station, you are a W-2 employee, you make $50,000, you're claiming the standard deduction. There are very simple cases where you absolutely can do it yourself. I agree that if you have some some complications, if you're an itemizer, if you own rental property, yes, of course, it's better to do that. But really, the vast majority of people who make less than $73,000, are 90% of tax filers are filing with a standard deduction. They can use IRS free file. You can get this done. Let's empower these people. Come on. All right. Now, Chances are, though, in the next 24 hours, a lot of people are going to seek an extension, right? Yeah. But yeah. it's not an extension on what you owe. Yes. So this is important. Before you file an extension, pull out the previous year's 2021 tax returns. Just pull out the returns and look at the amount of money that you paid. I think it's. Um, I think it might be line 31. I, I could be mistaken, but that's what it was back then. And you pull that return out. You say, what did I actually pay? And you want to make sure that you've withheld enough money this year that would cover your tax bill that's due. Chances are, if you've made about the same amount of money, you're fine. But if you made a lot more money in 2022 than you did in 21, or maybe you went from being an employee to being a sole proprietor, or maybe you had a side hustle and made a lot of money, but never paid your estimated taxes on that. If any of those things run like sort of, oh, wait, maybe I do owe money, then you've got to try to figure out what you think you owe. The safest way to do this, especially since it's, and you really do want to file, is you send 20% of what you made that you didn't pay tax on. Send that in. Just do it. And if you're wrong, you'll get a refund. Okay? Don't worry about it. But do pay if you think you owe. If you can't pay, that's a whole different ball of wax. Jill, uh, before we let you go, I want to talk a little bit about uh, you know banking. Just a, a month ago, we were in this banking crisis, or at least it seemed that way. Well, then, late last week, uh, J.P. Morgan, Wells Fargo, a lot of these big banks had their earnings, and they said, you know what? Hey, we're, we're not just doing good. We're doing better than uh, we expected because of these interest rates, the same thing that we were blaming on, you know, uh, kind of sinking some of these other banks. Uh, what's going on? Well, the, not only have they done better, but they also attracted billions and billions of dollars from smaller institutions. So the actual ability, so a big bank, one of the ways that they make money is they say, as interest rates are rising, they didn't pay as much interest on the accounts that they hold because a lot of people don't really care about the actual interest. They care about the safety and soundness of the institution. So they didn't feel like they had to pay as much to the people who had money on deposit. Also, they attracted billions of dollars of new deposits, but they are starting to pay more money. And there is a little bit of a competition now because some of these smaller regional banks are kind of being smart. They're saying, hey, you know what? 
um, we'll pay you 5% for a, a one-year CD, which is amazing, right? So as long as you're putting less than $250,000 in an institution, you can go ahead and be very happy and collect extra interest if they're trying to induce you to keep your money there. So fears of a banking crisis, are they lessening? They've lessened. I don't, I mean, I don't know if they're gone. I, I think it's hard to say that with any certainty. You know, what we do know is that because the the um, Federal Reserve raised interest rates to fight inflation and they did so, so aggressively and they got a kind of a late start doing it, that there can often be financial accidents. And this banking crisis is a financial accident. I think that it would be unwise to say mission accomplished, we're all set, because we are still looking at interest rates that are five percentage points higher than they were a year ago. And at this point, the Fed does seem likely to maybe raise interest rates one more time at that May meeting. We'll see. But I think that when you raise interest rates so quickly by so much, you can often have unintended consequences. The banking crisis could be one. It could be commercial real estate could be another one. We just don't know yet. So I would just be careful not to sort of get too excited that the worst is over yet. Maybe it is, but maybe it's not. That's the WBEN All Local. All new episodes are made available each weekday morning, produced by the award-winning WBEN Newsroom.